previously on Roll Gay Roleplay. Oi, governor, bruv. Gnarly shrimp on the barbie. What do you want me to do? Flanny, footy, flannel, friend. Bangla, well, uh, the rest of the team and I, we, uh, figure out the, uh, we figure out the plan. We, uh, you can stay here and talk to, uh, the, uh, continue the interview with the head of HR. His name is Le Capitaine. And I like to think that Erwin's like, wow, someone with actual authority in this place, like Le Capitaine sounds so like, you know, official and like someone intelligent in charge of this whole operation and then walks in a raccoon. Uh, do not trust any beverage that he make you. It uh, is probably dirt, but uh, he very intelligent and uh, take good note. <laughs> it's, it's probably dirt. Welcome to Roll Gay Roleplay, a real gay, real play D&D podcast. I'm Chris the DM, and I have had too much caffeine this morning. Hi, my name's Katie, and I'm playing someone's secret in this episode. And yes, I also have had a lot of caffeine this morning. It's summer, baby, which means all the gays are full of iced coffee. <laughs> in vengeance. Yep. <laughs> My name is Tisha. Uh, yeah. Oh. No, you're right. Okay. Is it is my name Tisha? And was I wrong there, Chris? You're wrong. Do you want to correct me? Go ahead. <laughs> was it's Mansplain. Daphne. Mansplain my own name to me. I was gonna do Brandel's part. I'm Brandel, and I'm not here. Well, I'm Tisha, and okay. I'm playing an NPC. Maybe. Ooh. Um. Hi, I am Christian Chenoweth. Plays Jonathan. Plays Erwin Corwin. So let the games begin. We didn't come up with a question for this episode in our pre-goss. I, and it's a good thing that I already have one right now. And um, the question is, what is <laughs> so your unprepared. what is your favorite ice cream? Ooh, I have an answer for this. Okay, cinnamon ice cream or a good coffee ice cream. But especially cinnamon with like that base with vanilla. I find a good cinnamon ice cream is so warm yet so cold and delicious at the same time. Hop 10 favorite flavors. There is like a vegan cinnamon cookie dough ice cream and kiss, kiss. So good. But if there's no cinnamon, I will take a, a nice chocolate, uh, a chocolate or coffee. Love a good coffee ice cream. Okay. Oh, I agree with coffee ice cream. My favorite is I used to work at Cold Stone Creamery, so I'm used to mixing stuff in there, and that's really where it comes from. You got to have a bunch of shit in ice cream for it to be my favorite. So what I used to do is make the coffee ice cream, add chocolate to it in the ice cream machine, so it was more of like a mocha ice cream, and then I would add Heath bars and peanuts to it, and then put a caramel drizzle over it. Super fucking sweet, but it was absolutely my favorite. Slay. Um, hi, I'll go next. I'm not a person that mm, truly likes sweets. And also, if you know me, you know that I hate chocolate. But there is this one ice cream I can't remember because I haven't had it in years. But I remember, like, having a moment with it of, like, just solitude and serenity. Um, and it was like a caramel turtle fudge ice cream. And it, it's basically what it sounds like. It was caramel fudge not actual turtles but like i guess the style and it had like crunchy nougat in it and it was like all of these things in vanilla ice cream and like did i clear a court by myself i did and did i search high and low for several years after to find it i did and i maybe found it like twice in the like several years it is devastating when you find like the best ice cream because there's been a couple like ben and jerry's vegan flavors like netflix and chilled is a really good vegan ben and that jerry's is very good 
And there's a local um, ice cream shop that does seasonal homemade ice cream flavors and it's different every week or two. And there's just a couple flavors where I'm like, I'm going to buy a fucking pint. I'm going to buy eight pints. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm, I'm going to get those little dip bars. I want an upside. I, I, you know what I mean? Like, oh, and those are like the chai based where it's got like that nice cinnamon in it too. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, so good. Oh, I love ice cream. Yeah, same. I have ice cream every single day. No lie. Really? Yeah, I have. I always have ice cream in the house of some kind. It's normally like an oat milk ice cream or an almond because it just tastes better than dairy. Mm-hmm. But I always have to have some sort of ice cream in the house. Even when I'm like, if I'm trying to like diet or anything like that, I have to have ice cream. It has to include ice cream. Don't care. Ice cream bar. I Just even if like a little spoonful of ice cream. Fine. But I need it every day. One of the very first things that I did when I was alone by myself as an adult in university was just eat ice cream for an entire day. Um, and I learned why as a, uh, you know, as why as a kid when you're like, I want to eat ice cream for every meal, your parents are like, that's a really bad idea and bad for your tummy. Because my tummy was like, hey, real food, please. Your tummy shit its own pants. Yeah, literally. And like the last meal for dinner in quotation marks, I have like one of those yogurt bars where you just put toppings and stuff on like a bunch of like those toppings and stuff so like there is technically other stuff in there but it was like raspberry popping boba so like not exactly something my stomach could chew on you're like there's fruit it counts there's oreo pieces in there deal with it Uh, i'm i'm more like jonathan and also even before i was vegan i was lactose intolerant so you know i was more like a a gelato like an icy kind of person anyway (sighs) So but what's your favorite gelato flavor? Like, cause those are still really good. I love those little limoncello, like little, those little things that come with the little spoon and you just eat it. Lime. It's like a little treat. Lime. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I'm thinking of like, I spent a lot of time in Mexico and just the little lime gelato that they sold there and it didn't, you know, upset my tummy and it wasn't too sweet or something with, you know, pickled fruit on it. And some chili, I guess, is what I would go for. I mean, if I'm if we're talking about like sweet ice cream, there is a vegan, so delicious salted salted caramel cluster. But my problem with ice cream is like I'll open it, I'll do what you do, Chris, take one like a spoonful out of it, but then I won't open it again for three months and then it's just tastes like a gross freezer. Oh. Yeah, no, I like it far too much to do that. <laughs> so this is another reason that you and Chris should move in together. That's a joke. I'll eat your ice cream. Yeah. There you go. yeah. I'll eat your ice cream and I'll take your closet doors. Let me have let me have like one bite of the ice cream or, you know, if we do yeah. like a like a pickled fruit with some chili on it. I mean, I'm done for that. Just got to throw the pickles in there, huh? Not pick not not, no, no, not no, those kind I of like pickles. That. There are definitely pickle ice creams. 100%. I'm surprised that's not your favorite flavor, Tisha. No, not actual not not actual pickles, y'all. Not actual pickles? Mm-hmm. No, there pickled. are real actual Okay. Pickled fruit. Interesting. I really love a good raspberry sorbet. Oh, uh, mm. do you know what chamoy is? No. I've heard of it. I've heard of it. Well, that's that's why I said pickled fruit. Oh, there's definitely pickle ice cream cones with like a little gherkin sticking out of it. No, not actual pickles. Oh my god. Let's move on. So yeah, we have an episode to record today. Oh my god, <laughs> that's so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do, and it's a it's a unique episode this time. We're not continuing the story from the last episode but we're actually going back to the beginning of that episode Irwin has an interview with Le Capitan and was left in the agency for that interview while the rest of them went off to the wrestling training so we're going to have the interview today obviously Brandon is not joining us today they're on vacation right now uh licking some cowboy feet that's what you do in Texas right Jonathan Mm. it's just cowboy feet I get yes, absolutely. That's exactly That's... what we do in Texas. Yeah, That's exactly what we do in Texas. We love the um, the the cowboys and the cowgirls and the cow ladies <laughs> and their feet. Yes. Taylor's so yes, feet. and we're going to have an episode without Brandel, and that means Irwin's interview starts now. So let me set the scene. We are in the agency. Le Capitan is sitting on a chair across from Irwin Corwin in the study. Lynn, Bay, and Rux have just left for their wrestling training, and the interview is about to start. That's where you pull up your notes, Chris. You can't do this on the fly. You wrote this down. Good day, mm-hmm. mate. Oh, let me let me look at my key Australian phrases. 
<laughs> Absolutely brutal. Oh, good on you, mate, you little ripper. Yes, and this is all prefaced by a this is all prefaced by like a flashback gray sequence. <laughs> yes. This flashback. This is a flashback. It is. It's chalkers in here. It's chalkers <laughs> in here. I don't know what they mean, okay? I'm just here to use them. <laughs> just say them. Great. Okay. Food and drink. Crack open a tinny. Oh, to open a can of beer. Oh, chalkers means crowded. Oh, it's the it's the opposite of that in here. But okay. And the full word is chalk a block. Oh. Anyway, continue, uh, Christopher. Sure. As as Lynn shuts the door behind him, uh, Le Capitan puts on some frameless glasses with little half-circle-shaped lenses and digs into the cushion of the chair and pulls out a tablet. Uh, he taps on it for a bit and then passes it over to you, Erwin. The tablet also has a little notepad or like a post-it note on it that says, please sign to continue. Gnarly. Um, and I pull out my dagger, dip it in ink, and sign it with my dagger. Lovely. Perfect. The Capitan will take it back. He'll start scrolling through and make sure it's signed. And then he'll stand up and start walking over to the bookcase in the study. And then say, if you'll please, follow me. He presses on one of the books in the bookcase and then tilts a bookend to the side and takes a step back. You hear a click and a light creaking as the bookcase slowly swings out. A hidden door is behind the bookcase that slides open, revealing a small rectangular room. Le Capitan steps inside and puts his hand next to him, waving you in. Um, the please follow me, did that come from Le Capitan? It did. He speaks. Oi, I, I, I definitely get in. And as we are, I guess, we're in this room or this space, I look at Le Capitan and I say, Oi, mate. Everyone calls you Le Capitan, but what would you prefer to be called, mate? I'm learning how to do better about that. Uh, Le Capitan will press a button in the room and the doors will shut and you will start descending. As that's happening, he will say, You can call me Captain. That's fine. And uh, Don't worry, you won't remember any of this afterwards anyway. Uh, oh, oi, mate. Uh, okay. okay. Are you gonna... Is this like a... You're going to erase my brain, mate? Yes. What about all the, my animal knowledge? You have just given me the right to erase your memory up until the moment that you signed that contract, which I will do once you're done. Okay, well, I guess I signed it already, so I can't complain. Did I have a choice? Okay. Well, thank you. Did everyone go through this? Did they all go through this, mate? Oh, yes. I'm a silent partner of this agency. Well, technically the owner of the agency, but... No one takes a trash panda seriously, so Bay and Lynn have been running it for me. Uh-huh. Uh, they also have had their memories erased and do not remember that I own it. Uh, okay. <laughs> Sounds great, mate. Uh, the doors open, and you see a white room with a hexagonal pattern on the walls and ceiling. Both of you exit the elevator, and the door is shut behind you, going flush with the wall, and it looks like the elevator vanishes. In order to prove that you have what it takes, you'll partake in a mock detective case. Please choose a number 1 through 100. Yes, uh, April 25th, because it's not too hot, mate, and it's not too cold. 25. Ha. Huh. Computer, initiate simulation 69. Wait. Nice. Is that the number that I said, mate? <laughs> no, that was a boring one. Oh. Oh. Obligatory Borat voice. A 69. Nice. (laughs) Sorry. The outline of the hexagonal pattern lights up bright, so bright that you have to squint and hold your hand in front of your eyes. The light dims, and you are now standing in a grand room with a large, ornate archway in the middle. The half that you're standing in, along with Captain, has red and brown tufted leather couches where an elderly man sits with a curly mustache and thick gray hair with his head in his hands. To the right, there's a man leaning against a fireplace mantle with his head down. The glowing embers in the fire are all that's left of a once-roaring fire. Further in the room, there's a piano where a woman sits in silence. This room seems to be very expensive and part of a mansion. Le Capitan will explain. Earlier this evening, Mrs. Retta Moneybags was found dead outside. The coroner confirms that she died of falling damage. We have cleared everybody but these three people in the room. You must determine how Miss Retta Moneybags died and who, if anyone, was involved. The three suspects in the room are as follows. 
The gentleman with the mustache on the couch is her husband, Percy Moneybags, a retired doctor. The gentleman standing at the mantel is Mikey Three Strikes, a bowling instructor. And at the piano is Voyage Throne, a puppeteer. Tonight there was a dinner party, which many guests attended, was hosted by the Moneybags family. At some point, Mrs. Moneybags left and was never seen again. You are the lead detective in this case, and I will be considered the medical examiner. They will not view me as a raccoon, also they are not real. Solve this case, we will accept you in the agency. Fail, and unfortunately the interview will end there. Oi, got it, mate. Suddenly everybody comes to life, and you can now interact with whomever you'd like. Okay, um, I immediately go to the mustached Percy. I say, oi, Percy. It must have been very terrible to see your wife had uh, come to an untimely demise, mate. Oh, I sure do hate it. I miss her dearly already. You miss her dearly already, mate. I understand. And did you happen to see the scene of the crime? Or where were you when you found out that your wife had passed away um, and fell? fell? Well, I was in here in the lounge when I found out. When my gardeners ran in and told me that she jumped from her bedroom window. One of the gardeners told you that she jumped from the bedroom window and you were in the lounge. Yes. So your wife went upstairs, your wife went upstairs after dinner and she wasn't seen, right? Yes, I didn't see her again. Her white went upstairs. <laughs> He's just... <laughs> and what if he says he didn't see her again? Can I make an insight check on his face? Sure. And let's, let's pray to God that we get um, 19. So you are for certain, uh, mate, that you didn't see your wife again after she went, after she uh, left, uh, went upstairs for dinner, right, mate? Uh, I didn't see her, no. I, I went up and checked on her, knocked on the door at one point, but she didn't answer, so. Oh, all right, mate. And did you go in and check on her when you knocked on the door to see if she, after she didn't answer, mate? No, she doesn't like it when I enter her room. Her, her room? What do you mean, her room? Do y'all sleep separately, mate? Of course. I've got a loud snore and a deviated septum. Oh, wow, mate. Uh, a loud snore and a deviated septum. I can see how if I had a wife, they would not want me to disturb their beauty, rest, sleep, mate. Um, I think I'm done with him for okay. right now. And I move over to... Voy, Voya, Voya, Voyer, Voya, Voya, the one at the piano. Sure. Um, and I say, hello, Sheila. I'm sorry, are you talking to me? Uh, yes. My name is Voya, not Sheila. Oh, oh, we'll see back where I'm from, mate. All female presenting people we call Sheila, mate. So, no. Did hmm. I mess up again? Quite an interesting place you're from then, huh? Quite interesting, indeed. May, uh, Fred, Voya. So, on the, on the day that... On the day that Retta Moneybags fell to her demise, where were you, Voya? You mean today? T yes, today, actually. Well... Uh, wh where were you? Well, I was here, of course. Doing what? Playing the piano. Well, um, you know, I, it's a party. I was enjoying the party, uh, you know, doing my performance, singing. Oh, if I could, you play the piano and you sing. Well, no, I don't play the piano. I am accompanied by the piano. Oh, and who is playing the piano? Well, Percy, Percy here. Oh. Oh, Percy was playing the piano. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I think, I think that's cool. I mean, do you think that people rate you like on a scale of one to ten? Like, where would you rate yourself as a performer? Well, and as I ask that question, can I look at Percy and the the, ma the other fellow that's by the fireplace, and can I look at them to gauge their reaction? Yeah, sure. As in what they think of the performance? Yes. What do they think of Voya as a performer? Sure. Why don't you roll perception on that? Oh, mother shit. Okay, I got a 12. Uh, yeah, so, mate, how do, you, uh, how, uh, how do you rate yourself as a performer? I would never succumb to ratings by anyone. I do what I do, and I love what I do. It's, it's not about 
Ratings? I mean, obviously I'm here, this party. With the money bags, <laughs> may, I, may I point out. And they wanted me to perform, so... Oh, they invited you here. Well, yes. We're, we're friends. We've, we've been friends. I, I, don't, I don't understand your line of questioning. I am here at the party with everyone else. Oh, you don't have to understand my line of questioning, mate. You just got to answer the questions, friend. <laughs> and so I look at Voya again, and, and then I look over. Um, is Red a money bag still out there? No, the body has been removed. Uh, the Capitan will be there the entire time to answer any questions that you need, by the way. Okay. Um, all right, cool. Well, thank you, Voya. Oh, wait. You're a puppeteer? I would classify myself more as a singing ventriloquist. Rather than a puppeteer. Uh, and what's your puppet's name? Jonathan. Oh, how clever. Okay. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for your time. I'll be coming back later, mate, to catch up with you. Um, I'm sure that this, the, the demise of your friend has been very, very traumatic for you, yes, mate. Yes, it is very sad. And I'm sure that um, you will probably need some time to sit with your feelings, right, mate? That seems unbecoming. I, I am sad, but I'm not going to show it to these people, maybe in private. How close of friends were you and Miss Redham and the money bags? We were very close. I'll say that. You don't think it, this would be the, the, a great time to, like, show your emotions and, you know, maybe go and share the heavy burden of losing someone very important to you with someone else? Like, maybe Percy over there? I'm sorry, what, what was your name again? Hi, I'm Erwin Corwin, mate. Okay, so, Erwin, I know that you're from an interesting place, but I'm rich. Okay, and rich people don't show sadness. It is very unbecoming. But Percy Moneybags is showing... Where I'm from. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, nice qualifier. Um, okay, well, thank you for this enlightening conversation, mate. It was gnarly shrimp on the barbie talking to you. Yes, please. If you could find out what happened to my dear friend, I would greatly appreciate it. Well, thank you, mate. And then I am going to go over to um, our last friend. Mickey Three Strikes. Nikki. Mickey. Oi, Nikki. Oh, Mickey. Oi, Mickey. Yeah. It, I am Erwin Corwin. And I'm sure that you have heard about the untimely demise of Red of Moneybags. I, I mean, I saw it. Uh, forget about, hear about it. I saw it. Oh. You, you saw it happen. Wait, so does oh, that well, mean... Oh, well, I mean, she was dead right there in front of me. How can I not see that? She was dead right there in front of you? Wait, so you were outside? Can we pause? Sorry, I was working under the impression that when Chris said the body was removed, I assumed that everyone could see the body being removed. I mean, everybody ran out and saw the body at some point. Yes, all, th all three people that are in the room did see the body on the ground. Because when the gardener ran in and said we found the body, everybody ran out to see her. So that did happen. Also, I'm turning a lot more into uh, Jewish grandma than a uh, guy from New Jersey. You know, we're going somewhere with it. Yeah. It's, it's happening. It's evolving. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> okay. And uh, before you, mate, ran outside to go see what all the commotion was, mate, where were you? I mean, I was watching the puppet act. The, the lady, I mean, the ventriloquist, very, very particular about these different things. I mean, I was uh, watching, watching the performance. It's very, very, uh, very interesting. That's for sure. Oh, okay. And did you happen to see uh, anyone maybe go upstairs, mate? I think. I don't know if I can. I don't know. I don't know. I think. I think Percy could have left. I think Percy could have left the room while Voya was performing, which gave him just enough time to kill Retta. You can never trust the rich people. They're always out to get you. Oi, mate. I talked to Percy, and Percy said he did go upstairs, but he knocked on the door uh, of uh, of his own room. Do you remember hearing anything about knocking on doors or anything, mate? I mean, I wasn't gross with the performance. 
It's a very interesting concept, ventriloquism. The puppet talks, and you don't? I imagine it must be very hard to sing. Oi, I imagine it is very hard to sing and stay in key, mate. Uh, uh, I wish I could have been here to have seen it. Thank you for your time, Mickey. Three strikes. It's my pleasure. I'm, I'm going to go take a look uh, upstairs now. Good call. I'll join you. Captain Anne Erwin will head upstairs, I'm assuming to Mrs. Retta Moneybag's room. Before you enter, Captain will say, This room has been untouched since the body has been found. No one has been allowed in since then. I can confirm that. Oh, thank you, mate. Um, I want to see in this room the window that she, or the window or the balcony that she fell off of. Sure. Why don't you roll investigation then? 16. Okay. So this is a beautiful ornate bedroom, four poster bed with a little canopy on top. There Mm. is a larger window that is to the side of the bed. So you go up to the window, you open the window, and you look out, and you see there's that little blood spatter from down there. Uh, And then you shut the window again. There is a big window that she must have, or that must be where the body came from, yes. Okay. All right, cool. Uh, So then I am going to look around the room and see if there were signs of a struggle. Did Miss Retta Moneybags fall on her own? Was this like her departure, her departure letter uh, to the world, or was she forced out of the out of the window? What did you roll for investigation again? Sixteen. After you open the window, look out, and then shut it again, uh, you start looking around and realize that there are a few little foot scuff marks uh, near the window. Oh, so it was closed. Yeah. The fuck. So that could mean that the person who did it closed the window afterwards? Or they used magic to teleport her out the window? I, uh, okay. The window was closed, and I opened it to see the blood splatter on the floor. I see scuff marks. Um, okay. Um, can I examine those, uh, those footprint marks? Sure. Let's do another investigation on it, then. Slay. God, please. Something, please, don't do this to me. Eight. It looks like heels dug into the carpet. I can't really give you much more with an eight. Yeah, and I don't, I just don't, I don't see any, I don't see different footprints at all, do I? No. Okay, or shoe prints at all. All right, then I want to go out, uh, and there's really no other sign of, like, a fight or anything. No. Doesn't seem like there was a huge struggle going on, no. So, I just wanted to let y'all know, listeners, that the worst person to solve puzzles is doing this right now, okay? Um, I believe in you. I don't. So, here we go. Okay. Um, The bed. Yes, I want to look at the bed. I want to pull back the sheets, see if there's anything on the bed. Cool. Uh, Let's do another investigation. Oh, God. Okay. An 18. Pull back the sheets. Wow, this is some nice, nice fabric she's got. As you're kind of moving your hands through it, you get a little crinkle as you move your hand underneath the mattress. You find some pieces of paper there, and as you pull them out, you start to read them. They are love letters from Mickey Three Strikes to Retta, uh, talking about how they should escape together and how much he loves her, uh, asking when she's going to leave her husband. Lots of love notes, a lot of uh, passion, little hearts everywhere. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take those letters as evidence. Also, look around the room to see if there's any, like, is there anything else that's, that would signify that Mickey Three Strikes was important to her? Like, maybe they had, like, a picture together or something? Uh, nothing in her room, no. Nothing in her room. Okay, fantastic. I would like to leave this room. Okay. And go to the husband's room, uh, Percy's. Okay. And as I am entering um, the husband's room, I just want to, like, if they're sleeping in separate, I want to see if he has a deviated septum and he snores really bad. I want to see if he has anything that, any type of pill he's taken or anything that's helping him sleep. Oh, okay. Um, So you walk down the hallway. It's a few rooms away, Percy's room. 
as you enter, let's just roll a perception just to see what the room looks like. Slay. 20, dirty. Oh, love it. Okay, so the bedroom is, I'd say it's still fancy, but much more masculine than Retta's room. Bed, couple nightstands, large bed. And big double doors for a closet to the side. Actually, there's two closets in the room, one on the left, one on the right. Both have double doors. Uh, And as for pills, there are some sleeping pills on the nightstand. Okay, so, ah, mate, he, I'm talking to myself like, oh, no, no, no. Is Raccoon with me? Is Captain? Captain. Yes. Okay, so Captain, it seems that uh, uh, Percy was telling the truth. Rightio, oi, bruv. Yes, sleeping pills. Yes, and I am going to look. Is there a bookshelf or like a writing station? I want to know if he is chronicling anything or like has a diary. And basically if he knew that um, his wife was having an affair. There's no writing station. There's actually an almost unusual amount of space throughout the room. It's really like a bed, a nightstand, and then the closet doors. In the closet, are there clothes like it's being used? As you open one closet, it is a closet full of clothes, shoes, watches, ties, a lot of immaculate clothing. And as you open the other closet, it is just packed with, it's it's a sex dungeon in a closet. Oh, wow. Okay. It's, okay. Um, I'm going to investigate this dungeon and basically what i'm looking for is oi are these tools for exploration for him or for retta how are you going to determine that like what could you see that would do that i'm asking genuinely because i don't know that i can give you that type of information unless you could figure out how to perceive it i know and i'm i'm thinking um oh god um it might just be something you don't get to know from looking at it. I, I, I know. Okay. Um, Whoever's using it, they like big toys. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> That's why it's Simulation 69. Oh, ma'am. Okay. Yeah. So I am going to take note of the sex dungeon and you do one more look over of this room. And once again, there's like no writing or anything in here. The, you got that dirty 20. We'll do it. As you open up the nightstand in the bed, Percy Moneybags has a little black book in there uh, with several names in it and little emojis and drawings next to it for what they did with that person. And as you're looking at it, you'll see that Retta's name is, of course, in there as his wife, but there are several names that follow it. Including? One of the names you recognize is Voya. Oh, okay. Okay. That's what you find. Do I see Mickey's name in there? You do not. Okay. Well, thank you. I have some great information. I guess it's time to go back downstairs and solve this case. Let's do it. Thank you. Back down you go. The three are still in the lounge. Take it from here. All right. Um, hey, Percy, friend, mate. Yeehaw. Uh, <laughs> uh, you have a sex dungeon upstairs and you do stuff with Voya? Oh, that was a bomb drop right there. Um... You're welcome, mate. Yes, if you must know, I've, I've got a, a few kinks up my sleeve. Okay, and, and, and Voya, Voya, Voya is, this, uh, is this something that you knew that he kept your name in a book for other people to possibly find out? Like, how do you feel about that? Well, I didn't know that he kept my name in a book, Percy. But, yes. Sorry. I am not ashamed of it. I met uh, Percy and Oretta at a country club, and, you know, we clicked. Me and my uh, late husband. Your late husband? Hmm. Late as in your your husband passed? Yes, that is what that means here. Oh, uh, okay. And how did that happen, Voya? He was old. He was sad. Cancer. Oh. So he died of natural causes, Voya? I suppose if you call cancer natural. A a thing that happens to people. Okay, all right, I'm going to be better. 
<laughs> no, because no, because everything you say, everything is it, like low key sounds like defensive or like dismissive, and I'm like, if you're dismissing your husband's death, then that kind of makes it sound like I'm just trying to be British, and I'm just not good at it. This is the only British I know. Wait, this is British? I don't know. No, it's uh, it's uh, transatlantic. Well, you're slaying the house down, Boots, and I'm so proud of you. Okay. Okay, well, thank you, Voya, um, yes. and your late husband. I wish yes. him, his, I wish I wish you strength and prosperity through that trying time, mate. Yes, it, it, it has been a while, and, and to be honest, Percy and Retta have been just a, a place for me to have solace. So, I am, I am utterly devastated. And anything I can do to help you... I, I am I am at at your service. Thank you, mate. Oi, Mickey, come with me. And I want to take Mickey out into like a, a a quiet space outside of the room that we're all in in the lounge. Okay. Uh, Oi, Mickey, Mister Three Strikes, mate. I gathered some information, and I think you will want to see this bloke. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? What? Sorry, I just. There's been a lot to take it the last couple hours. Um, yes. Um, also, things we should take in is how much did Miss Retta Moneybags mean to you? Uh, I was her longtime bowling instructor. You know, long time, long, long time bowling instructor. Very close. We're very close. Why? Do you not suspect Percy? I gave you a fantastic lead. Um, you did give me a fantastic lead, but I just want to know, like, did you, uh, mate, did yours and Miss Retta Moneybags, you know, did you ever, um, attempt to make a Joey? I mean, over the years, maybe once or twice, but, you know, that's just how it is sometimes with long-time relationships. We've been, uh, I've been our bowling instructor a lot longer than, you know, we've ever been. Oh. Like, I wouldn't even call us lovers. You would oh, so then these letters and I pull them out very like Inspector Gadget style. These letters would not betray how you're feeling right now. How you miss her so much, and when is she going to leave her husband, mate? Uh, Let's roll. Okay, do you want to do either intimidation, Jonathan? I mean persuasion. I guess how are you trying to force this information out of them? Um, persuasion. Let's do it. 12. Fuck. Yeah, should I roll something? Like a constitution or something? Uh, sure. Just make it a straight d20, since I didn't make these characters. Oh, I got a 2, so... Okay. Oh, I'm shook. You pulled out those letters, and my we weren't even lovers line looks like garbage. Okay, okay. Well, we loved each other, okay? Is that what you want to hear? I was in love with her, and she was in love with me. She was going to leave Percy and be with me, and now she's dead. That's what I have to deal with now. She uh-huh. was going to leave him, and I, she died before we could spend the rest of our lives together. Bowling. Together. Into the afterlife. I think that's why Percy killed her. Ah, uh, so the thought of... The thought of the love of your life sleeping with another man every single day, knowing that you're the actual one for her, that didn't cause you to think irrationally. Maybe go upstairs and tell her that if I can't have her, no one else can. Mickey. <gasps> Ivy, we've been together for a long time. I'm a longtime bowling instructor, and we are, we were lovers. I can't say we are lovers. But you wanted her to leave her husband. She was going to leave her husband. She told me. And how long had she been telling you this, Mickey? A while. Ah, a while. I mean, I get it. It's hard, and you need to put yourself in a good legal position if she's going to be able to maintain her lifestyle. I'm just a bowling instructor. What can I offer her? (laughs) I just got that (laughs) three strikes. (laughs) Bowling. Okay, it took me a second. He's, like, openly sobbing now. Okay. Um, well, thank you, Mickey. Uh, your testimony has been very helpful. Um, are you sure that it is Percy that pushed her out of the window and not just your desire for vengeance 
for a man that had your woman that you wanted yourself? I am 100% sure. I love Retta. Retta loved me. She was going to live with me for the rest of our days. After she finally was able to leave Percy and still get some money from him. But she, she wasn't... went to her room. She wasn't feeling well after dinner. And I bet you Percy slipped away during the performance. Like that gave him enough time to kill her. Thank you for this enlightening information, mate. Go back to the lounge. I don't know. Go to the bathroom. Clean yourself up first. Uh, you look a mess. But like, oh, yeah. clearly an emotional mess because you lost your lover who wasn't going to leave you for, I just want to let you know that she wasn't going to leave you, leave her man for you because copious amounts of money. Do, do you kind of see how that? Oh, you just start sobbing even harder. You don't know that we were going to, we were in love. Don't you see those letters? They're, they're mostly from you. She's a very busy woman. Denial is a reaver in Australia. So, uh, um, okay. All right, cool. So just to recap, Voya and Percy had a thing going on. Mickey and Red had a thing going on. Mickey's love was unrequited. And Capitan, Captain. Yes. I'm kind of thinking, I'm going to, if I may have a hunch here, that uh, uh, Retta was just unhappy. Uh, being with her man Percy but she knew she couldn't leave the money for Mickey but Mickey was continually hounding her to leave him and maybe the stress of it all caused her to end her own life so then that would make both Percy and Mickey the culprits in the situation inadvertently but they're both terrible interesting theory are you ready to solve this case or would you like to ask more questions I mean, on a scale of one to cold, where am I at right now? I think you should ask more questions. Ah, <laughs> good bloke you are, Trash Panda. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, before I go back and ask more questions, can I? Is the, is the dinner still out? No, that's been cleaned up. That would be gross. Okay, okay um, um, then I think... The door was closed. The window was closed. I came downstairs. I, I'm going through everything in my head. Okay. Mickey, that happened. Voya is all about status and not showing true feelings. So, so I go back into the room and I look at Percy and I say, Percy. Yeehaw. Wow. Um, did you know that uh, your wife was having an affair? Are you separating Percy from Voya, or are you approaching them both at the same time? I'm approaching them. Um, yeah, I'm just in the room saying this. Okay, okay. So you enter. You enter the. Okay, so you enter and talking to per Percy. He'll be on the couch with Voya at this point. Uh, she'll have joined him while you were off talking to Mickey. Well, I don't. I didn't care about her endeavors. We were ethically non-monogamous, you see. Hmm. Yes, I wouldn't call me and uh, Retta's relationship an affair. Well, I, I mean, Mickey wanted Retta to leave you, Percy, to be with him. <laughs> and he's not the first to try it either. Um, I'm going to continue this line of questioning. And can I, I'm going to look over at Voya as I ask these questions. Okay. I have come to the conclusion that quite possibly, Percy... The stressors of having you as a terrible husband and Mickey not letting up on her, not leaving you for, for him, that may have been the reason why she uh, possibly killed herself. So do, do you, uh, do, how do you feel about that, Percy? What on earth makes you think that I was a terrible husband? Um, perception, can I do that? Can I, can I look? I want to look at Voya. Sure, absolutely. And that's a, wow, uh, 11. Voya looks sad. Yeah. I don't believe that she, I, I wish I would have known that she was so sad. I was not a bad husband, damn it. I provided, I was a doctor for a long time, and we've been married so long that we knew what we needed. And we needed other people sometimes. That's all it is. Our marriage was not broken. 
just because I like to... Well, I almost got real sexual there, but we're in the company of a lady, so I won't do that. Uh, now, I'm not talking about the... Uh, your non-monogamy was ethical. I'm talking about your desire to sleep in another room than with your partner. Well, we do that so that we can have sex with other people without disrupting each other. We just have our own rooms. Aha! You said the last time's because you had a deviated septum and a snoring problem. I don't like airing all my sexual stuff with people I've just met. Excuse me, Inspector. You are excused, Percy. So at this point, I'm wholly fucking lost. Um, Why don't you roll history? And maybe the Capitan can help you out a little bit. 17. Okay. Maybe you can ask Percy and Voya about some things that happened during the performance. Maybe you can confirm whether or not he left. Well, I mean, but Percy told me he left. He told you he left earlier in the night, not during the performance. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, hey, Voya, mate, a couple of questions for you. So what happened dur- during, uh, oh, wait. Voya, can I please see you in another room far away from Percy? Thank you. Of course. As we get to our empty space, I say, so Voya, what happened during your performance? What exactly was your your performance today? Well, I did have a bit too much to drink before my performance. Uh, So, you know, during the performance, me and Percy did get quite... mm, flirtatious i guess you could say in front of the guests but you know i percy accompanied me on the piano and i was you know laying across it with my puppet jonathan uh singing um and then you know one thing led to another and we ended up kissing a few moments later that's when the gardener entered and said that rita had jumped i I do want you to know that I genuinely loved Retta. I believe that, mate. What I don't believe is that someone was there the entire time, mate. Well, I, I, have, no, I have no cause to lie to you. Uh, Percy was there with me the whole time. He, he was playing the piano, and you know how songs get sometimes when you're singing, and, you know... Interacting with the accompanist. Got it. Um, well, you go back on inside, and I'm going to follow you, and then I'm going to talk to Percy one more time, mate. Okay. Of, of course. So, Percy. Yes? Can you tell me what happened during the performance before your wife fell to her fate? Yes. We had a few drinks, obviously. And I wanted the party to continue, so we had Voya perform, and she got up on that piano looking scrumptious, and I played while she sang. People started trickling out. At some point, we realized we were alone in the room, and just passion ensued. Mm-hmm. And who came in to tell you that your wife had passed? Well, the gardener came in at one point and said it, and that's when all three of us heard. And where is this gardener now? Oh, I sent him home for the evening. He was quite distraught. Uh, All right, thank you. Thank you. I am getting a lot of good information from all of you, and this has been really helpful for me. Uh, Mate. Captain? Yes. Captain, um, the gardener is gone. The gardener was the one that saw it. Maybe the gardener could have seen if she had been pushed through the window. I will confirm the gardener is not a suspect and nothing they saw is helpful to your investigation. Okay. I will also say I believe you have enough clues for an accusation. Aha. Uh-huh. Looking through all my notes, I'm very certain <laughs> everything's been said. Okay, yeah, because I, I, that's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just uh, throw a Hail Mary and um, uh, begin. Okay. Yeah, so, Captain, I do believe that the person who pushed Retta Moneybags through the window and closed it was none other than Mickey Three Strikes. (gasps) Gasps throughout the room. Capitan will say, 
Is this your final accusation? Absolutely, my final accusation. Yeah, as soon as you say that, Mickey's sobbing face, like he's still crying a little, but not as like loudly and uglily. Captain will say, Mickey, what happened? Uh, you're right. In reality, uh, I slipped away when it was clear that Voya's attention was focused on flirting with Percy. I argued with Retta, and she admitted that she wasn't going to leave her husband, like she'd been promising me for months. Percy's rich, and they're both content with each other needing side pieces. And Retta was also sleeping with Voya this whole time. So not only is Retta in love with, not in love with me, and she's not going to leave her husband, she's also sleeping with someone else. I lost it when we fought. And I shoved her and it stumbled back and she slipped right out the window, falling to her death from the second story. It was an accident, but I know that I'd be in trouble if anyone found out. I'm poor, I can't afford a lawyer. I shut the window and I returned to the party where I saw this horrible hellish threesome happening with Percy Voya and the puppet. <laughs> uh, thank you. Was that what I was supposed to do? Thank you. Thank you. Okay. What yep. a beautiful monologue. As that said, the scene freezes and the room fades out of existence. The bright white lights bring you back to that hexagonal room and Captain will say, Congratulations, you have passed and are officially hired at the agency. Now, if you'll join me upstairs, I need to erase your memory. Uh, uh, all right, mate. Uh, memory erase time, mate. You enter the elevator, go back upstairs. Le Capitan closes the bookcase. You both sit back where you were when the interview started. Le Capitan puts on his glasses and says the magic words. As he does this, your memory blanks. It's like it was just the start of the interview again. Bay, Lynn, and Rux enter the room. Hmm, Bayla, how'd it go, my friend? The, 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 did our uh, new potential hire pass muster? And Le Capitan will take the tab and draw a turkey on it and turn it over to you. I, uh, um, mainly, I of course understand what this means. Uh, I will save this in his, uh, employee profile. And that is how Erwin got hired at the agency. <laughs> Yay! Uh... Well done, Jonathan! Oh god, I'm stressed out. Oh, my god. Good job. It's official, Erwin's part of the agency, which means we can now uh, undarken the picture on our logo and officially make Erwin part of it. And we will continue on with the case of wrestling. I don't know what you guys are doing next time. We'll find out. And yeah, we'll just find out. It better be wrestling. <laughs> Good to wrestle at some point, damn it. Uh, yeah, join us next time. Until then, I'm Chris the DM. You can find me on all social media at Chris Drinks Lemonade. I'm Tisha. You can find me on Instagram at the number one Tish, the number one. Hi, my name is Katie, and uh, I don't like being on social media, so. Mm -hmm. And hi, I'm Jonathan, and I'm about this close to just taking a vacation to some desolate island and then, uh, I don't know, screaming into the clouds, to, to the night sky, so <laughs> that's where I'm at. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye! 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 Bye. An RGRP LLC production. Music by Joe Barzant.